Hello, creeps. Welcome to the Horror Vanguard. I'll be your ghost. I mean host for today's exciting tale of terror. Saw 3, the feel-good movie of 2006. <laughs> Shall you lead us in to our doom? Uh, you know what? I shall. I think that's the very least that I can do. Hello, everybody, and welcome to a special episode uh, of HV, where we'll be covering the continuing adventures of General Hospital After Dark. Uh, we we are continu continuing our slow uh, decline down the chute towards the 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 pigments uh, that is that is the Saw franchise. We are talking about Saw 3. Uh, I'm John, otherwise known as the Liquid Guy, joined as always by my friend Ash. How are you doing? John, I, I have a question for you that I would like to start today's episode with. Uh, mm -hmm. and, and that question is, do you want to play a game? Specifically, <laughs> uh, here, here's, here's the game. And audience, you, you can play at home too. Uh, so you're going to be chained through the, to the floor via a chain that is bolted into your lower jaw. There is a bomb in the room and the door is welded shut. Uh, if you escape, however, you can have a full-time academic job as a full professor at a university of your choice with all of the benefits and regalia that would come with the position. Uh, and so my, my question to you is, one, do you play? And two, is this easier than getting any other academic position? <laughs> I, I was going to say, yes, I would play, but I would be crushed to, to death by the other 960 applicants right. for the same job. <laughs> I, I, so. wouldn't, I wouldn't even get the interview to have the chain bolted into my jaw. <laughs> no, no, sorry. There was somebody else with more experience. Uh, we're going to have to... You know, there was an internal candidate whose jaw was detachable, so we just decided to bolt the chain to them. <laughs> yeah, actually, there was already there was already an internal applicant who's been bolted to the floor this entire time. We just we just technically had to do the application process and waste your um, time. Thank you very much. So, I mean, I mean, in many ways, in many ways, uh, John Kramer's games are much less cruel than the academic job market. Because at least his games have a high likelihood of murdering you. So, <laughs> <laughs> I, it's upfront. It's upfront with the cruelty, which yeah. I can respect. Yeah, I can. I can get on board with that. Like it's 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 very it's very clear. At least does he send you a form rejection email every six months? No, no, he just murders you with a bomb. And and I mean, like his his healthcare package is comparable to what most universities have to offer. So zing. Uh, <laughs> You, you, you mean a stranger with a rusty scalpel is going to attempt to carve something out of me? Wow, where do I sign up? <laughs> yeah, that's the dental plan. <laughs> it's, it's a really good one. <laughs> oh, there's actually, actually now, now that I think about it, uh, you get better funding with a saw trap than you, than you do in most universities, right? Like a lot of these saw traps come with room and board. Uh, yeah, I mean, there's, there's our, our judge who gets... Um, uh, chained to the bottom of a meat grinder, there is there is um, our unfortunate chained up friend. He he, I mean, he gets an entire classroom. 
I mean, that's that's more than most adjunct lecturers will ever see. I, I was I was gonna say like, and he has like the best academic position I've seen in years. <laughs> but we're not we're not just we're not just here to to talk about the good times of working inside of the university system. We're here to talk about Saw Three. <laughs> For some uh, which, reason, we're doing this to ourselves. We have we've committed. Um, strap in, friends. the 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 ride is only going to go down. This is arguably so at its most sort of sincere. Yes, he said with with great remorse. <laughs> okay, just I thought I thought to sort of set the tone to set the tone i i've i've long been fascinated by these franchises this franchise and so i thought to set the tone for each movie that we're going to cover i would just go on its letterbox page and i'm just going to share just a couple of reviews with people to see what to see what you know the public kind of discourse is about these films okay oh yeah let's let's, let's hear let's hear what the people have to say uh two and a half stars Watched 27th of September, 2020. Jigsaw is honestly so insane. You could accidentally cut him off in traffic one day. Next minute, you're waking up in the knob twister. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This is maybe my favorite one. Uh, Written by Nadia, who watched this on the 6th of April last year. Jigsaw kind of looks like Timothy Chalamet if you squint. That opens up a whole new horizon for the Saw cinematic universe. As uh, Lauren only gave it two and a half stars, but said Jigsaw wiping down surfaces like the anti-COVID-19 king that he is. I mean, J- Jigsaw's approach to like a COVID-19 response would, I think, by default be better than most American responses. I mean, uh, he does seemingly own most of the industri- the abandoned industrial buildings in the United States. Um there's a new lair in this one, which um, actually has some lighting. Um, but th- th- there's one final review that I want to share, and I think um, it probably sets us up for what we want to talk about with Saw 3. Um, Jay, who watched the film uh, it just um, a few months back, gave it two stars. In the Saw universe, you've got nothing to worry about. If you're a rapist or a murderer, just make sure not to be sad when your son dies. And yeah. Now, yep. Where should we Where should we begin with this, Ash? Where should we begin? Well, well, well. Let's well let's start let's start right there because Saw continues its like baffling, moralizing, and like we were talking about this before we started recording. But like this movie is like the deranged uh, killer version of the Protestant work ethic, or perhaps the honest version of like this kind of. A capitalist realist approach to life right like you have to get better and you have to get better right now because you don't appreciate how good things are you know mm-hmm. like like this is this is like union busting propaganda but for like the uh i don't know slasher killer industry yeah it's literally if 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 uh michael and jason are like products of the 80s it's literally impossible to to think john kramer without the existence and dominance of capitalist realism yeah absolutely because like this is like such a recurring thing like so many people who get like like oh you're not appreciating your life and therefore i must put a reverse bear trap on your head like these are just people who legitimately need help like Mm -hmm. medical care 
you know, and like a proper left approach to healing. And they don't need your weird moralizing will you, won't you death trap. Uh, so for those people who have not uh, seen it, and I don't don't blame you, very broadly, um, John, uh, as we left him being beaten to death by uh, a perpetually angry man, Donnie Wahlberg, in 2, is now uh, dying of a terminal tumor in his frontal lobe. And um, the American healthcare system being what it is, um, he decides to send his sidekick Amanda to abduct a doctor who's tasked with keeping him alive. Whilst at the same time, um, Jeff wakes up. <laughs> Jeff is being, like, honestly, really sadistically punished for the crime of being really, really sad that his young son was killed in a hit and run. Like, that's 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 Jeff's big, like, moral failing is that he was he 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 was was sad. How, therefore, how dare he not appreciate life's bounty? He, he must pay for his crime. <laughs> like, like, it's, it's so, it's so, it can, like, you, you said this before we started recording, but, like, every Saw film has just been deeply weird, but weird in, like, radically different directions. Yeah, like, one of the things I'm always fascinated by in the Saw movies is, like, who is morally corrupt today and needs testing? You know, who, who, who isn't appreciating the wonder and joys of things? And it's like, it's, it's pretty consistently that like the people being saw tormented are like down and out in various different, you know, ways of, of internalizing that phrase, you know, like it's like, like that letterboxd review said, like, where's the like, Where's the war profiteers in the saw machine, you know? Like, and even then, like, we're dealing with, like, systemic issues. Like, this is so individualistic. And it's so, there's, like, this, like, there's this perverse gratitude you're supposed to feel watching the saw franchises. Because it's like, oh, we're not like them. We're not like the people in the saw machine, you know? And, and And if you are relating to the people who are being saw trapped... I think you're supposed to walk away going like, oh, how can I, how can I better appreciate my life? My life that really fucking sucks right now. And, and, and this falls apart within the logic of the film, right? Cause, um, credit to him. I actually think, I actually think some of the performances are not bad. And I think the guy who plays oh, yeah. Jeff does a, does a reasonable job. And so he, the whole point of his test is that he confronts, um, people who were in some way involved or quote unquote responsible uh, for the death of his son, so he he, uh, like the 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 infamous like pig soup scene is with the judge who gave the driver of the car only six months in prison, and like in all of those encounters, like Jeff seems to make a genuinely sincere attempt to try and save them once he's kind of experienced or expressed some of the anger he's clearly been feeling for a very long time, um, and it's like the guy's clearly trying and these traps are like just there as sadistic entertainment so there's this kind of weird friction between the character and the the overall kind of moral philosophy of the story yeah yeah like like that is so that's like one of the most bizarre things about what goes on in, in, in this film right because like henry ford should have been in the pig soup (laughs) 
you know, like, like, like people meaningfully responsible for like vehicle deaths in our society and not just like random dorks. Like it's such a weird view of like the, the, the moralism here, you know, like there's no understanding of like how systemic events come into place and how we can escape them. It's just like, it's like, these are, these are feel good movies at their core, but like in the <laughs> worst way. <laughs> I'm so, I'm so, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's, that is, that's, that's, that's maybe the, the greatest, the greatest possible description you could give of, of, um, of these films is, is, is that they're feel good movies. That is, that is, that is, I know exactly what you mean though. It's like, you're supposed to go away kind of feeling virtuous and self-righteous, right? Mm -hmm. You know, I appreciate my life, not like those monsters who deservedly got chopped up into ceviche um but it's like all of the people involved are not are not like you know one's a guy who who is who keeps finding himself back in prison like he's a guy who gets chained to the floor and then blown up and his crime is the failings of capitalist carceral politics like uh jigsaw in this comes off as like one just the worst kind of like libertarian moralist and mm-hmm. two, a massive hypocrite. Yeah. I mean, like I, I, I gotta be real with you here. Jigsaw is not appreciating his life. Uh, no. Got, got, uh, not- we have, we have defeated Jigsaw with facts and logic. Owned. Epic, 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 uh, uh, Jigsaw Smackdown video montage to follow. <laughs> Uh, in it, it, indeed, but should we, should we talk then about? Um, I mean, this is basically a four-hander, right? This is basically a four-hander. We have Lynn, the doctor, who is there to do um, do brain surgery with a power drill in in a, kind of arguably the the closest thing this film gets to being upsetting is the scene with uh, John Kramer's seizure and then the the brain surgery, um, and a lot of that is down to Tobin Bell. There's Lynn, there is Jeff, who is wandering around this big warehouse, and there is John Kramer, played by Tobin Bell, uh, and Amanda. Uh, do you want to talk about the Jigsaw and Amanda relationship? Yeah, yeah, we, we should talk about what I would consider uh, the worst but also most successful PhD mentorship I've ever seen. <laughs> yes, <laughs> every cell in your body now belongs to to them. Yeah, so so we we you know like if you if you follow the franchise up until this point, like Amanda is J- Jigsaw's apprentice, right? You know, learn, learning the ways of trap making and having weird moralizing. Except for Amanda, mm-hmm. Amanda breaks Jigsaw's only rule, which is you can technically escape a jigsaw trap, even though like the odds are considerably against you. <laughs> you know, you have to mm-hmm. you have to. Uh, severely traumatize yourself to escape these traps which hardly seems fair to begin with but amanda you know like the the guy who has his jaw bolted to the floor and there's a bomb in the room like the door's welded shut he could have never escaped no matter what happened um so amanda is is uh, in, a, in a hilarious turn of events uh, jigsaw accuses amanda of being a murderer <laughs> it's like, you, it's you like, are so unlike me yeah uh where, where did you get this? I got it from you, okay? Yeah. I got it from watching you. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, yeah, yeah. Jigsaw's a very bad dad is kind of the vibe here. Um, but, but it winds out that everything that Jeff is going through isn't actually a test for Jeff. It's a test for Amanda to see if she'll do the right thing and let them go at the end. Um, which she doesn't because she's the apprentice of a deranged, moralist, libertarian trap killer guy. It's no shock mm-hmm. at yep. all that she... It is baffling to me that, like, I, I want to know, I want to, like, read Jigsaw's diary and see where we see the entry <laughs> where it's like, Amanda, Amanda's going to get it. Amanda's going to understand. Amanda's going to realize why I always leave a key and a jar of acid at the bottom of a needle filled pool of rotting pig carcasses. You know, she'll understand how it's technically not murder uh, because these people are sad. And then when she doesn't get it, you know, when it turns out that she's just a different kind of, you know, like slasher killer. Uh, oh, no. Like, like here's, here's my hot take that in, in some ways, in one specific circumstance, uh, um, Amanda is like, kind of does, is makes a kind of morally better choice, which is what happens to Lee Wanell's character, uh, Adam. So Adam is left in the basement, right? End of the first saw, he gets up, game over, slams the whole thing shut, and he's left to to starve to death. And uh, the, Amanda goes in, doesn't let him go, but doesn't leave him to starve to, to starve to death. And it's like, yeah, she could have let him go, but also, is is it less cruel to 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 just be like, okay, well, I we we've basically killed you. I'm just going to do it properly. You know, you know, like the, these Saw movies, like the acting is really good. I, I really like the effects work on the traps. Like the, these are interesting films, and especially like it, it's it's got kind of like the train wreck problem where it's like it's interesting, but not for the reasons you want something to be interesting for. And and kind of the moral question at the end of this Saw movie is, I, I think, really it's it's challenging in an unexpected way because the end of this movie had me asking like okay like legitimately who's morally worse jigsaw yeah who, who's whose traps you can technically escape a jigsaw trap but like if we're going to be honest you technically cannot escape most jigsaw traps what you're required to do is above and beyond the threshold of human suffering you know and like d- does that like like by extension then like amanda's almost like this you know, like merciful angel of death in comparison, which is un- unintentionally a bizarre. We we walk into like this bizarre, like utilitarian, emotional, uh, moral quandary at the end of this film. Who's who's causing the most net suffering in the world, Amanda or Jigsaw? Uh, yeah, absolutely, and that all feeds into. I actually think some of their relationship. Uh, stuff is in this is actually pretty good and and like i've i've said that tobin bell is like the most charismatic and probably the best actor in all of these films which is true but like i do think that clearly him and shawnee smith who play um, plays amanda like tried to put a lot of thought and and kind of deliberate deliberateness into the relationship between the two of them and it comes off as being like super toxic, very unhealthy and like unhealthily codependent in some sort of like dark psychoanalytical ways, um, which makes the ending 
uh, with Amanda's breakdown and shooting Lynn. Like, kind of, there's a sort of tragedy to it, right? Yeah, yeah. And I think this is one of, like, there's something really sad about the Saw movies, right? It's, it's, it's almost like, so there's kind of like this common discursive thread that you can follow in any horror movies where, like, horror movies, sometimes more intentionally than others, are trying to get you to root for the bad guy. Right, you know, you, you you watch Halloween and your sympathies are often with Michael Myers or Freddy Krueger, you know, like you're you're pulled into their orbit by virtue of them being the main character. Um with, with the Saw franchise, the same thing happens, but instead of being like, Oh, what's Freddy gonna what kind of monster is he gonna turn into next? This is gonna be wild. You know, instead instead of that kind of like rejoicing in the terror, there's almost like this I, I always feel this sadness in my heart when I watch a Saw movie. You know, because I'm like, oh, like this, the cycle of violence is continuing, you know, like, like there's, there's almost like, I don't have that same kind of celebratory rush as I get when I'm like watching Alien and, and I'm like, oh, where's the monster? Where's it going to pop up? What's going to happen? You know, there is not the same kind of catharsis, right? I mean, and this, this kind of leads to the, the, the broader question, uh, which I, I've been thinking about, which is like, how do you, how do you understand these movies like tonally? Because like you said, they're bleak, depressing. Uh, they're, they're trying to like make you feel. So um, my, my argument is the Saw franchise is a new metal soap opera. This, this is quite <laughs> possibly the wisest thing I have ever heard. This is beautiful. Like it, one, it's like, uh, like highly intense and and kind of often exaggerated emotions, a massively complicated continuity and conflicting storyline, an ever expanding cast of characters in in kind of reasonably realistic scenarios. It's a soap opera. It's a soap opera, but just unfolded across ten movies. I mean, like and like like Saw three, I think really embraces this because this is literally like. Saw three colon General Hospital. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Like, like all, all, yeah. all of that, like conflict we have over the the kind of makeshift operating table, and then that final twist where it was like, Amanda, this was all for you all along. I'm actually your brother and your husband and your son. <laughs> and I've been suffering from amnesia this entire time. <laughs> right. It's 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 got that same like there, there there's such melodrama. With all, all of the recurring casting characters in the Saw franchise, like there's so much melodrama with how everybody acts. And, and to, to their credit, like I, I don't think there's a bad actor in this one. I think everyone does a good job if you approach this as the horror equivalent of the melodrama. Uh, oh, oh, don't worry. The, the bad acting is, is coming like a freight train, my friend. <laughs> um, and you're completely correct. Uh, like... And there's nothing intrinsically wrong with melodrama, right? Melodrama oh, no. is the the is is about um, emotion and music, and it's not a surprise. Like just for the record, the Saw theme that they introduce at the end of Saw One is an absolute banger. <laughs> they use it they use it throughout the franchise, and they have a kind of like slowed down piano version in this one, and it's it's like. It 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 works. It's got it's got like it can get its hooks into you. But like in retrospect, it's all so silly that it's just hard to take seriously. 
No, I, I, I completely agree, right? And I think that that silliness in a way works to Saw's favor, especially for what we want to do. Have this kind of gothic Marxist conversation about a film. You know, I think I think if Saw, if you take the melodrama out of Saw, if you make this a Lars von Trier's Saw, I, I think you lose the spirit of the franchise. You lose like the, there's so much melodrama in new metal. You know, like, like however we construe new metal generically, like it's a very melodramatic kind of music but it's a different approach to melodrama it's it's not the soapy romantic melodrama that perhaps we're used to it's a hard and violent melodrama it's the melodrama of anger and and i think saw saw is playing in that there's something very angry about all the saw movies right there's this there's a sense of indignation that's at the core of these films i think i think i would say it's like it, it is it is it is anger but it's like it's not it's it's angst it's not mm, yep. it's not anger it's it's angst because that's where the like indignation it's the it's the it's internal anger mm-hmm. you know anger anger can be a productive externality right so you can go out into the world and change change stuff or even just fuck shit up because you're really angry about something but this is like anger turned inward and it becomes something kind of like introspective and angsty and and uh it, it, it absolutely meshes with the with the whole idea of new metal cinema, um, and and of course, in keeping with every good soap opera, it delivers an absolutely ridiculous final final twist. Uh, of course, of course, the twists are one: Jeff is Jeff and Lynn are married. Dun dun dun. Te- <laughs> dun dun dun. Uh two, the test was really for Amanda. Dun dun dun. Uh twist number three, when Jigsaw said, You will you will meet the person who's responsible for taking away the death of your child. He wasn't talking about the dead son. He was talking about the daughter of theirs that he's kidnapped and put in a cell somewhere. <laughs> This is this reminds me of like this is a very carceral approach to correcting parenting, you know. Like this, uh, this yeah. reminds me of those videos where it's just like some some politician kind of like cheerfully talking about a policy they instated, where like if your kid is truant more than four times in a calendar year, you can serve six months in prison. And it's like it's sorry. like okay, I'm I'm sorry. Did Jigsaw design this policy? <laughs> <laughs> So it's like, sorry, little girl. Firstly, your your brother died in a tragic accident. Then, because your mum and dad were really sad, I had to get them murdered. And now, <laughs> and now you're sad. Uh oh. <laughs> I hope you appreciate your life now that I've ruined it forever. This is this, this jigsaw is like a fairy tale that you tell children. It's like, Bobby, if you don't stop crying right now, the jigsaw man is going to come and put you in reverse bear trap. Now we have to leave Target. <laughs> I'm sorry I couldn't get you the new Captain America figure. Uh, and it would work because because um, kids when they're throwing a temper like it's a lot it's the logic of the temper tantrum. That's what that's what Kramer's morality rests on. I I'm, I'm sorry I just I phased out of alignment with our reality for a second and entered a subspace fold where Saw Kids exists. <laughs> Little Bobby, you didn't appreciate the 2017 Captain America figurine your mother got you. What are you going to do now that a Captain America figurine is embedded in your torso? <laughs> it would be like, 
Like if Saw Saw for Kids would be a contemporary remake of William Golding's Lord of the Flies. Yes. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> that's that's what it would be. Uh, but this is this is Saw for angsty teenagers who think they're too cool to watch soap operas. Also, angsty teen- uh, teenagers who are in their thirties. <laughs> We watch this sociologically, right? This, this, this is this is a this is an act of service. Are you, are you saying are you saying we're the Jane Goodall community. of the Saw community? <laughs> um, I, but it's like you know we've got we've got conventionally attractive actors who are lit and shot in a very flat, naturalistic style. We've got locations which were probably pretty close to the production company office so the costs are low and uh we've got lighting that makes everything look kind of blue and washed out it's a soap opera and if you want to if you want to if you want to check out your stories for for an hour and a half nobody is going to judge you angry 16 year old with a limp biscuit poster mm. <laughs> no nobody is going to judge you saw 3 what are you going to do about a world in which, I mean, like, and if you, and we say this a lot on the show, this is something that we always revisit, but if you're ever having a moment where you don't feel like you can make it, where you feel like things are stacked against you and, and whatever your dream is, whatever, whatever you've been chasing is just always one step beyond reach. I want you to go to, to right now to, to go look into a mirror, look yourself in the eye and, and just, just without blinking, say Saw 3 made $169 million at the box office globally. I can do this, right? Like, like that is just, just internalize that as a mantra. If this film can, can gross that much money, your heart can accomplish whatever you want. The boundless hope and potential that's, of Saw 3. <laughs> that's honestly, that's, I think that's beautiful. There's truly the the, be- the most beautiful thing about the Saw franchise is the return on investment <laughs> that these movies represent. <laughs> so so okay so we just had Saw Spiral so I I am I am betting slash pitching Saw ROI where where it's just a bunch of investment bankers doing a Saw. No 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 what it will be is it will be. Um... Movie producers pitching ideas for a Saw movie to like to like Peter Thiel, Ooh. who's just watching them through a bank of monitors. Ooh, okay, Saw a Saw movie, but it's a but it's like your Roger Ebert class filmmaker who has to watch each Saw movie in succession and find nice things to say about it. <laughs> or or I don't know, or um, the reverse bear trap pops or something. Um, I, I, I've got to be honest. I think now that we've gone through the trilogy, um, this is where things, this is where things probably take a turn, um, for, for at least, for at least a little while. Um, we are headed towards, uh, Saw trying to do social satire, which is just hilarious on every level, but, uh, I'm, I'm going to warn you now, my friend. Uh, there is no light at the end of the tunnel. That isn't light. That's a big jar of acid. Uh, uh, yes, yes, that that is one hundred percent. But in order in order to get the discourse key, right? In order in order to get out of the saw trap, we have to reach our hand in to the to the jar of filmic acid, and and pull forth our <laughs> salvation. 
So we will we will see you next week with Saw 4 colon. I don't know what happens because I haven't seen any Saw movies after Saw 3. <laughs> I literally have no idea what to expect. Um, so I, I only assume that like somebody gets somebody else pregnant, but then they have like a side relationship with someone else that's getting too serious. And then a little boy's dying in the ER and nothing can work to save them. And Tobin Bell is still there, hopefully. All, all I'm going to say is that we are about to enter the Saw expanded cinematic universe. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so so Loki shows up in the next Saw. It's the big crossover <laughs> one now on Disney Plus. Oh, okay. Oh, dear. Well, all right, everyone. Now now we're just going to we're, we're going to leave unceremoniously right now. Uh we love you. Thank you. Uh, avoid saw traps. Never be sad. Always smile. There is nothing but happiness and positivity in the world. It doesn't matter if your arm is currently in a wheat thresher. Things are groovy. And if you ever feel bad, uh, the jigsaw man is going to take away your Captain America toys. <laughs> Stay spooky. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in, creeps. And remember, stay spooky. <laughs>